Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Back in better than ever. Greeny with you. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests today on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. But the most important guests on this show are going to be you. I'm throwing up in my phones immediately. My phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. We are sharing these first 20 minutes, you and me. I'm going to tell you what I thought of the first football Sunday of the season, then why I want to know what you thought. I'm looking for your hot takes. And by that, I mean this. I want to hear things that you genuinely believe, even though they are obviously overreactions. Something simple like, the Jets should have fired Adam Gase a year ago. That's actually too easy. That's actually not even a hot take. It's a cold take. A hot take is that the Jets should not have allowed Adam Gase on the flight back from Buffalo yesterday. That would be a hotter way to say it. I want to hear your opinions on the things that you saw yesterday. 888-729-3776. We'll load them up right now. We'll get to you in just a couple of minutes after I give you some of my thoughts. And I'm presented, as always, by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. The day begins with veteran quarterbacks, and I can give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good was Aaron Rodgers. In fact, he was great. I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers look that good and that happy in three or four years. I know we had some monster games last year. The one against the Chargers jumps to mind. He had some, the Raiders, and the Chargers, they played bad. The, 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 the Raider game is the one that he went crazy He looked phenomenal yesterday, phenomenal. And there is something about the whole way this thing played out that makes one wonder, could it in a strange way have been exactly what Aaron Rodgers needed? Or someone like him, someone with his personality, did he actually need to have to try and prove something? Did he actually need to put himself in a position where he said, you know what, just once I need to do this someone else's way. Aaron Rodgers looked better than he has in years yesterday. And the combination of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, for all the talk about the lack of weapons, and they are they are significant. They, they should have, they blew this draft. Nothing changes that. But Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have combined for more touchdown passes than any other quarterback-receiver combo in the last three years. So he has a number one. If they can figure out a number two, maybe they can trade Jordan Love for one. Trade Jordan Love for a receiver. You think you trade him for a number one pick? I don't know. One way or another, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. Anywhere. He was phenomenal yesterday. So that was the good. The bad, you're going to question. The bad of the good, the bad, and the ugly of veteran quarterbacks yesterday, believe it or not, was Cam Newton. Even though he played well in a Patriots win. But what they did yesterday is not sustainable. No way. 13 called runs, 15 carries total for Cam Newton. He's hurt already. There's Roquanza reports out of there that he was injured late in yesterday's game, that he's got a hamstring. Hit after hit after hit. That'll never hold up. So they're either going to have to start throwing the ball a little bit, and I'm not sure who they're going to throw it to, or this is going to be a great story for about three weeks, four weeks, and that's it. No way it lasts longer than that. This is what they're doing in New England right now. What they did yesterday, not sustainable. No way. And Bill Belichick knows that. So I didn't think that was a particularly encouraging thing. They had no offense other than Cam Newton running with the football. 
And that's just not going to work. The ugly was Tom Brady. And the reason for it, I'm not upset that Tom Brady didn't look sharp and crisp and they had some miscommunication. But I'll go back to something I said on this show last week. I gave unsolicited advice to Bruce Arians, and he obviously wasn't listening. Hey, Bruce, who do you think your quarterback is? I told you, he's not. he plays like he's 33 and he looks like he's 23, but he's actually 43. The first interception, which Mike Evans stops on, I don't know whose fault that is. The second is a play that it is a disgrace that they ran it. There are five quarterbacks in the NFL who should be throwing that pass, the pick six, which looked exactly like a play Jameis Winston might have made a year ago because that's a terrible play to have any quarterback throw, much less a 43-year-old quarterback. From the left hash, throwing it out in the flat to the field, that, that's a ball that is thrown in the air 35, 40 yards. That's a pick six no matter who the quarterback is. That one's completely on the coach. That's not on Brady. No one throws that ball. That's a terrible play. That team has a great defense. They put that defense in a worse hole last year than Jameis did the entire year. It was another pick six, and the average starting field position for New Orleans was the plus 42. That game was completely on the coaching. And if they don't figure out that they're going to win games this year because they have a great defense, they have multiple great runners, Rojo and Fournette and all the rest of those guys, and let the the quarterback complement it, they're not going to figure it out. That's going to be completely on the coach. Carry Brady to another championship the way Denver carried Peyton. If you think it's going to look the way Tom Brady looked back when he had Randy Moss once upon a time, you're kidding yourself. And that's not what it should look like. And oh, by the way, Rob Gronkowski, who is is a first ballot Hall of Famer and 100% deserves to be, retired in part because I think he was tired of dealing with Bill Belichick, but in larger part because he just can't run anymore. And watching him yesterday was physically painful. Physically painful. Rex said it this morning on Get Up. He runs like a man with a piano on his back, and that's not an insult. This game takes that out of people. Every player who has ever played football has a limited number of hits in them, and Gronk has reached his limit. That's why he retired two years ago. So that isn't going anywhere. Gronk is going to be very limited in what he can do for them this year. That team is going to go as far as their defense and their running game take them. Brady will get more and more comfortable as it goes, but they need to run an offense he can run. If you're going to have him throwing that ball to the field from the left side, from the left hash, then you're going to see a lot more of those touchdowns going back the other way. And maybe this wasn't all about Jameis in the first place. Jameis Winston probably enjoyed that one as much as anybody. So that's the story on the older quarterbacks. Younger quarterbacks, the biggest winner among the young quarterbacks yesterday was Mitch Trubisky. Because in the fourth quarter yesterday, Mitch Trubisky saved his job. Because for the first 45 minutes of that game yesterday, the only reasonable thought to have watching him and the Bears play offensive football was, it's time for Foles, this is over. They couldn't have looked more awful. And then, the fourth quarter happened. And I don't know what changed. We'll talk to Orlovsky about it a little bit later. But whatever it is they did differently, it started to work and it started to click. And he saves his job with three fourth quarter touchdowns and a terrible drop by the Lions at the end. But to me, that's the best story of the day because I think I was going, I was fully ready and fully expecting to come on here today and say it's over. So to me, he's the biggest winner coming out of that. 
because he continues to play. In fact, they get a win. Green Bay gets a win. Minnesota, a loss. Detroit, a loss. So it's a good start for the Bears, even though they didn't look particularly good to me. The biggest loser among young quarterbacks didn't even play yesterday, and that's Deshaun Watson. If you're Deshaun Watson and you played Thursday night, so you had the day to yourself, if you watched Arizona play yesterday and you didn't smash your television set, then you have far more self-restraint than I do. The worst move of the offseason, by far, completely manifested itself week one. Because Thursday night, Deshaun Watson and the Texans looked like they were desperate for a number one receiver. And that number one receiver was in Arizona because they sent him there. Because that's the one guy they decided not to pay. And what did Arizona do with him? DeAndre Hopkins yesterday, 16 targets, 14 catches. Best player on the field. Maybe the best player in the league. He's the best receiver in the sport. And he's going to make Kyler Murray into a superstar. Kyler Murray is special and outstanding. Outstanding. I've, I, I've been wrong about a million things. I can't remember the last one I had more wrong than I had Kyler Murray. If you watch my TV show in the morning, get up. You heard me say it last year that I wouldn't have, or whenever it was, two years ago now. I wouldn't have drafted Kyler Murray because I thought he was too small. And boy, was I wrong. He's great. He's so dynamic, so athletic, throws it so well, gets everything, his sliding is spectacular. He does not take big hits because like Russell Wilson and like the baseball guys know how to slide. The baseball guys know how not to take hits. He's the anti-RG3. So Kyler Murray is phenomenal. And the acquisition of DeAndre Hopkins is going to make Kyler Murray one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL this year, which is what he's going to be. And if you were watching that game in Houston yesterday, I don't know how you watch it without throwing up. I honestly don't. Because that guy... DeAndre Hopkins is so good. How in the world you decided to move on from him, I have no idea. So if you're in Houston, you're angry today. Actually, a lot of people in Texas angry today because if you're rooting for the Cowboys, you got screwed. Screwed. That is a terrible call to make at the end of the game. Terrible. That offensive pass interference, that play, that happens on every single play. Jalen Ramsey sells it and they throw the flag. Michael Gallup catches, I think it was a 45-yard, 47-yard pass that absolutely would have turned that game. And they call offensive pass interference for something that happens on every single play. Rex said it this morning on Get Up. They were even. And when the receiver is even, he's leaving. And Jalen Ramsey got caught behind him, and he sold a call, and he got it. And afterwards, the referee, Tony Carrenti, said it was an, uh, clear and obvious. I totally disagree. In the first quarter, maybe. I wouldn't even like to see that call made in the first quarter. I definitely don't want to see it made in the final minute. So that was terrible. And the Cowboys looked terrible anyway. Maybe Jason Garrett wasn't the problem. All last year, all we talked about, Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett. The offense is un, un, uh, un, uncreative. It's uninspiring. It's vanilla. And, and they're not going anywhere. All that stuff doesn't make any difference. And now Jason Garrett is gone, and the whole new... And you know what? It's the same exact thing. It's the same exact thing. So to me, that call is just terrible. Terrible. I hate seeing it. And so if I'm a Cowboy fan today, I'm angry. Bubba's saying something about here. Bubba, what, can I jump on? What were you saying? I was just saying we have the call 
from the uh, Dallas radio. Oh, of the, of, of the play. Of the right, let's hear. Yeah. Let's hear how that sounded in Dallas. The call on the offensive pass interference that absolutely cost the Cowboys a chance to win their season opening game. Let's hear. This is from uh, 105.3, the fan in Dallas. Third and ten at his own 34. Prescott back to throw deep down the left side. Gallup 25, 20 to the 15. Yeah, this one's coming back. Michael Gallup offensive pushed off. Yeah, no, uh, no question <laughs> on Ramsey. Oh, uh, well. He created that separation, so you can have a third and 20 here, Brad Sham. Oh, well. Oh, yeah, he did. No, he didn't. I love Brad Sham, but that's, that's not a call. That is a complete flop, the football version of a flop by Jalen Ramsey. Ryan Clark this morning on TV called him the Marcus Smart. He was like, yeah, Marcus Smart made that play. That's a good play by Ramsey selling it. I don't think that should be called at all. And it cost the Cowboys a chance to win the game at the end. But at the end of the day, the Cowboys, the bigger story to me, the bigger story is the Cowboys offense doesn't look any better than it did last year. This was exactly the script. Cowboys on the road in a big game, and road seems to mean nothing now because there's no one in the building. But Cowboys on the road in in a a Sunday night game against the Rams, opening up their new stadium and everything else. Rams are going to be, I think, better than most people think. They have good receivers. Woods is a really good player, Cup, et cetera. The defense is good. And the Cowboys score 17 points. It was the story of the entire season last year. You just put Jason Garrett on the sideline, you wouldn't have known that 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 entire year had gone by since last season. Same exact Cowboys. So incredibly, the Washington football team is the only team in that division with a win. They came back to beat Philly. Cowboys lose. We'll see what the Giants do tonight. Quickly, before I get to your calls, let me give you one more coaching move that I absolutely hated. Joe Burrow, who I think is a really good player, really good. I thought he looked terrific yesterday. Seven seconds left in a game. His team is down by three. From the 11-yard line, Zach Taylor doesn't let his quarterback try and throw one into the end zone. Seven seconds left. They kick the field goal there. The kid misses it, and now they lose. But that's not the point. Take a chance and win the game. Burrow threw a beautiful ball to A.J. Green in the corner of the end zone that would have won it. That was offensive pass interference, and that one was a good call. But give Burrow another chance to win that game. Kid played great. Great. For a first game with that terrible team, he played great. So I would have given Burrow a chance, and I really hated that we didn't see him get that chance to try and win it at the end before they kicked the field goal. The fact that the field goal is no good has nothing to do with this whatsoever. So I didn't like that at all. Joe Burrow, who is right now the best quarterback in the state of Ohio. Baker Mayfield is third. Justin Fields is second. What a disaster that was for the Browns yesterday. All right, we're coming to your calls here. Those are just some of my early thoughts on this Monday. As you can tell, I'm wound up and ready to go. You can download the DraftKings app and use my name, Greeny, as the code. You'll get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit is required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details. All right, we, are got the, we got the phone calls lined up. Bubba, who's first? We're going to go to Joey first. Jay? Jay, go ahead. You're on ESPN Radio with Greeny. What's your hot take? Greeny, thanks for having me. My name's Joey, and I called Joey. in and I told you the Rams are going to win the West. I still think that's going to happen. I think three teams from the NFC West are going to win the division. Or, sorry, make the playoffs. Yeah. And it's not going to be the 49ers. They are going to be the one that's left out. You know, the Rams looked so much better last night. The Seahawks are a known commodity, and the Cardinals looked awesome. Listen, the Cardinals, I am in love with Kyler Murray. You can't not be. I will say this. 
I believe I'm not going to take the 49ers out of the playoffs. I'm not going to overreact that much. I love the call, by the way. Thank you for the call. I do believe that that all four of those teams could make the playoffs. It's the first year in history that four teams from a division could make it. So we'll see if they do. I will say this. The 49ers have the fourth best quarterback in that division. Russell is first. Kyler Murray is second. Jared Goff is third. I agree with you that the Rams will make the playoffs. I do not believe they'll win the division. I think Seattle will win the division. That was my pick. I'll stay with it. I think the Cardinals will make the playoffs and the Rams... I still think the 49ers will make it, too. But I appreciate the call. Who's next? Let's go to Dan in Ohio. Go for it, Dan. What's your hot take? Do we lose Dan? Dan, come on, Dan. All right. Antoine, Cleveland. Antoine in Cleveland, what's your hot take? Hey, man, let's go ahead and bitch Mayfield. Let's get Casey a shot and see what he can do. Mayfield doing the same thing he went out with the season door. He don't know when to run or when to throw. He just don't know. He's confused. His time is up. I'm not willing to give up yet, but I understand why you're saying what you're saying. Baker Mayfield looks lost. He, he looks like he doesn't know what he wants to be. Baker Mayfield came in and he was going to be Drew Brees. And all of a sudden, he's running around like that there like he thinks he's Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson. But the difference is those guys are fast, and he's not. I also don't think that offense knows what it wants to be. Where is Odell Beckham? What happened to him? Odell Beckham was, in my opinion, the best receiver in the NFL. Through good and bad, good offenses and bad. And the much maligned Eli Manning, and he was maligned by Odell. All of a sudden, Odell Beckham has disappeared. He looks confused, lost, and frustrated. And Baker Mayfield looks terrible. Terrible. Now, I'm not giving up on him for one week, but I will say this. The clock is ticking. Ticking in Cleveland. It has to be. And I was only kid- I, I was only slightly kidding when I said that Mayfield is right now the third best quarterback in the state of Ohio. Bubba, who's next? Give me another hot take. Tom, Maryland, go. Go, Tom. The Washington football team or the New York Giants are going to win the NFC convincingly <laughs> due to the injuries with the Eagles. Also, Greeny, sorry about your Jets. Good luck. Well, thank you. I appreciate the sympathy. I will. New York will join us at the top of the next hour. I will save my Jets vitriol for that. Listen, give credit to the Washington football team, which is still a very clunky thing to have to say every time you reference them, but it is what it is. It's better than the old way. I love Ron Rivera. I've known him since he was a player. They are very strong in one area, and that is their defensive line is obviously extraordinary, and it, they ruined the game yesterday. They just ruined Carson Wentz in that game yesterday. Eight sacks, all kinds of pressure, but that's a disgraceful loss for the Eagles. Disgraceful. Up 17 nothing, and Wentz throws two terrible picks on the same play. The Eagles are going to miss those offensive linemen more than I realized. Let's see what the Giants do tonight. Washington could wind up being the only team with a win week one. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but coming out of yesterday, I I think Dallas is better than Philly. They just have to figure it out. I still believe Washington is not not anywhere near good enough to win the division. But that's a a, it is a great win. And I, I congratulate and I credit Ron Rivera and that coaching staff. Extremely complicated circumstances and down 17, nothing. A perfect time to just say, well, guys, it's not going to be our day. And instead, they pick off Wentz twice 
They pressure him into oblivion in the second half. Their defense completely wrecks the game, and they wind up with a really surprising win. The two stunners of the day yesterday, both division games, Washington over the Eagles, Jacksonville over the Colts, and credit to the Jaguars as well. The world told them they were tanking. They said, we have other ideas. All right, we'll have much more of these as we go. Please keep the calls coming a little later. We'll come back to some more of your phone calls at 888-SAY-ESPN. I have a lot more to say, uh, including coming up next, you will hear what Bill Belichick has in common with Allen Iverson. Bill Belichick, Allen Iverson, I'm not kidding. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny with you here and very busy on the Monday after the first Sunday of the NFL season. One we didn't know for sure we'd get. What a pleasure it was. With one glaring exception, and that was that my team stinks. You can check out ESPN Audio at home by telling Alexa to play news from ESPN. ESPN Audio at home is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van, find out how far an extra mile really goes. From customization and service to financial assistance, Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. You may have heard the sound. Sounds good. No, it sounds great. But Greeny has it. It's time for First Impressions. All right, so the way this works is the staff has picked out Several sound bites they think I'll find interesting, but I haven't heard them yet, and I'm assuming neither of you. So we'll all be hearing these together and offer our first impression. I'm told the first one is Matt Patricia, head coach Detroit Lions, blew a big lead in the fourth quarter at home yesterday, and I'm told we'll hear the question as part of it. Bubba, let's hear it. Throughout, really, your tenure here, you've had fourth quarter leads and lost them. Is there something in your coaching that maybe isn't happening enough in the fourth quarter for you to close out games? Yeah, I don't think so, Mike. I think I got probably one of the biggest plays in the fourth quarter in the history of the NFL where I think I did a pretty good job. So I don't think it's that. I think we all know what the, the individual games are. Um, we got to do a better job. I mean, we've got a team right now that's different than the previous two years. This team is different. They're different players, and they have a different mindset. You know, we, we look, no excuses. Give the Bears credit. I like I like the guttiness of the question. <laughs> that's a heck of a question to ask a coach. Yeah, I don't think so, Mike. And I don't I don't blame Patricia for not wanting to answer that one in depth. Like the question is a legitimate one. Your team keeps losing these games in the fourth quarter, but to say is there something in your coaching? I can see if you said can you put your finger on what it is you need to do differently or why this keeps happening? But to say, is there something in your coaching that keeps this from continuing to happen? I understand where that's, that's a pretty tough position to put the coach in to ask him to answer that. So I don't, I don't have any problem. 
I don't even mind if the coach gets really offended and mad at that because that's an impossible position to put the coach in. If he said, yes, you're correct, my coaching in the fourth quarter stinks and I'm the problem, just doesn't seem like something any coach is going to say. So I don't have any problem with that one from Patricia. Uh, Next, this is Bruce Arians, head coach of Tampa on Tom Brady's interceptions. Let's hear it. Uh, One was a miscommunication between he and Mike, and uh, he thought Mike was going down the middle. It's a different coverage. Mike read it right, and uh, he should have been across his face, but Tom just overthrew it. And the other one was a a screen pass with an outlet called, and he threw the outlet, and it was a pick six. Bad decision. All right, so he put both of those on Brady. He said it's a bad decision to throw that pass. Now, there is no circumstance under which a 43—you know what? There is no circumstance under which practically any quarterback that ever lived should have that as an option on the play. That's a pick six. That's the second pick I'm talking about is, is an interception waiting to happen. That's a pick six waiting to happen. The first one is a miscommunication. Just watching it, there's no way for me to know who's at fault, but Arians is telling you who's at fault. That was very Belichickian of him. He's throwing Brady under the bus. Listen, if Bruce Arians thinks that he's going to no-risk-it, no-biscuit his way to a championship with Tom Brady, he's out of his mind. That's not what Brady does. It's not Candidly, it's not really what Brady ever was. Brady throws it, gets it out quick. He throws the ball in the middle of the field. He doesn't make mistakes. He's like a machine. He's like a robot. The best ever. But he's not going to beat you by throwing that ball. They have a great defense. Not good. Great. He made Breeze look bad yesterday. Breeze threw for under 200 yards yesterday. And that Tampa defense was on a short field all day long. The strength of that team is the defense and the running game. Arians will figure that out. All right, one more here. Um, okay, this is Belichick. I, I, I haven't heard it yet, but I've been told a little bit. So I've, I'm told he had a funny response when he was asked about having no fans in the stands. I'm always entertained by anything Belichick does or doesn't say. Let's hear it, Bubs. Bill, you are obviously someone who has seen a lot of football in your day, been involved in a lot of games. What was the atmosphere like in the stadium without fans there? Can you compare it to anything else that you've experienced uh, in your football life? Practice. <laughs> Is that his whole answer? Is that-, <laughs> that was it. One word. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is outstanding. Practice. Belichick. That's the second funniest time I've ever heard anyone just say the word practice. <laughs> I was actually hosting SportsCenter the first time it happened. A fellow by the name of Alan Iverson made that word the stuff of legend. Bubba, do we have anything on that? We do. Here we go. If somebody say he doesn't come to practice, practice. it can be one practice. practice. Out of all the practices this year. That's enough. Practice. If I can't practice, I can't practice. Practice. Simple as that. It's easy to sum it up. Practice. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Practice. Not the game that I go out there and, and die for. Practice. Not the game. Practice. We're talking about practice, man. Practice. We're talking about practice. Practice. Not a game. Practice. Not a game. Practice. Not a game. Practice. What are we talking about? Practice. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was ho- I was anchoring SportsCenter that day when we tossed live to a press conference being held by Allen Iverson. And the only words he used that were not the word practice 
were words that if it was pre-taped, we would have been bleeping. One of the most unforgettable days ever. That's very funny. Uh, Look, the no fans thing, if we could take a moment and be serious about it, and I don't mean getting heavy about it, about the, the reasons behind it and all of that. No one's in the mood for that today. But as far as the impact of it, I'll say this. The NBA has done a brilliant job of making it almost exactly the same. The experience of watching the game is it's barely noticeable because it's much easier to do that in an enclosed arena in one place or two, the very few number of places they have, and they're all playing in the same spot. So the NBA has all kinds of advantages, and they've made the viewing experience very similar. With football, obviously it's noticeable, just as it is in baseball. It is noticeable, and every once in a while it jumps off the screen at you when you see it. And it's, it's, it's disconcerting, of course. But I will say this. I don't think it impacted my ability to enjoy the games yesterday, to watch the games, and I don't think it really had any impact on play. If you disagree with me, I'd love to hear from you. You can always tweet. Just use the hashtag Greeny. Hashtag Greeny with a Y. Let me know if you if your viewing experience was significantly impacted by the no fans or if you think any team was affected. I didn't think they were. I, if, they, if it happened, I didn't see it. Let me know what you think. I'm Greeny, and I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial is proud to partner with the small business experts at SCORE. Find a mentor today at SCORE. So much to do on this, the busiest day of the sports year. Coming up next, I'll explain why the most astonishing story of the sports weekend did not come from the NFL. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests, like Dan Orlovsky, live in 15 minutes on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. It was a really fabulous first Sunday of the football season, and by that I mean it wasn't one we were sure we were going to get, and we did. And with all of the factors conspiring against it, it's a pretty intriguing day, pretty compelling day. There remains nothing, in my view, quite like a football Sunday, and it was great to have one back. Meanwhile, Straight Talk... Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let me go through some of the other things that happened in sports that I think are worthy of mention before I get back to the NFL again with Orlovsky, and we'll take more of your hot takes as we continue today. Very quickly, the tennis was great. The tennis is going to have a real problem because there are only three male players anyone cares about and only one female player anyone in this country cares about. Well, maybe there are two now females if you want to include Coco Golf. But basically... With Federer not there, Nadal not there, and Djokovic getting himself thrown out for hitting a lineswoman in the throat with a ball, the men's final was going to struggle to gain any attention no matter what. It happened to be brilliant. And if you like tennis, it was a brilliant day of tennis. So if you paid attention to it and you cared about it, you had yourself an extraordinary day. Dominic Team, the two-seed, was two sets to none down, came back and won it in five. So congratulations to him. He's a major champion, a Grand Slam champion for the first time in his career. Naomi Osaka won the Women's U.S. Open on Saturday. It was her second time winning the U.S. Open. Then we get to the basketball. How the Clippers find themselves in a Game 7 with Denver at this point is unimaginable. The playoffs have been great and weird. And look, I give all the credit in the world to Denver. They've got a bunch of really good young players. Jokic is obviously great. But the Clippers' inability to put that series away with huge leads, huge leads, a 3-1 advantage and then a huge lead in Game 5 and then a 19-point lead in Game 6 that they let all of get away. They wind up losing that game by double digits. That does not bode well. I don't have a good sense of what it means, but it can't be good. And the one who I think is enjoying it the most is LeBron James. The West Final now is not going to start until Friday. LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to be extraordinarily well-rested. So whatever it is that's happened with the Clippers here is just a complete disaster for them. And this showdown in the West that we've been waiting forever of the, the two L.A. teams is not guaranteed now. As I said last week about the Clippers and the, excuse me, about the Celtics and the Raptors, Boston is the better team and I couldn't believe they wouldn't win. But in a game seven, you've left this thing open to anything happening, a bounce of the ball or foul trouble or a twisted ankle. Boy, the Clippers are going to look back on this thing if they wind up losing. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. The other thing, and this was a story from Woj just in the last little while, Giannis met with the owner of the Bucks, Mark Lazary. They had a three-hour lunch, is the way the story goes. And Lazary apparently promised him he's willing to spend whatever it takes, go into the luxury tax, etc., in order to make sure they, put, they give themselves the best chance possible to put a winning team on the court. And that is the strength, the biggest strength, that the NBA superstars have is holding the organization's feet to the fire. I don't blame them for doing it. Giannis, even if he wants to stay in Milwaukee, should just keep doing that. Sign one and ones. Make ownership spend money. Don't let you just sell them their tickets. If your goal is Giannis, if you're Giannis and your goal is to stay in Milwaukee and win championships, do both of those things, which I personally think is his goal. I don't know Giannis, but... The sense I get from observing him is that he wants those two things. He wants to win a championship and he wants to stay in Milwaukee. 
I think he's willing to leave Milwaukee, but only if he believes he can't win a championship there. So clearly the organization has to be willing to prove to him they will do whatever it takes to win. So holding their feet to the fire is the right thing for him to do. We're always so critical of players in any sport when they exercise that kind of power and clout. Sometimes it can be dangerous, but in this case, it's exactly the right thing to do for a guy like Giannis. You can get Church's new Go Box today. Your choice of chicken, your choice of sides, and biscuits to feed six or more. This is more than lunch. It's leftovers. Starting at 20 bucks. Church is bringing that down-home flavor. The offer is valid at participating locations. None of those were the most intriguing story to me outside of the NFL this weekend. And that's what I promised you in my tease. The most intriguing story to me by far is this business in the Big Ten. So the Big Ten has gone from, on August 11th, saying, we have to call this off right now. We cannot wait any longer because there's no way we're playing football this fall because there's no way it's safe. To a point where the season begins, a bunch of schools play, some big schools play, the U plays, Trevor Lawrence looks great on national TV Saturday night. The Big Ten families and players and coaches don't feel or seem in any way ready to give up this fight. And now, all of a sudden, they're meeting and we're talking about starting in the middle of October. You're talking about the Big Ten trying to chase down the three conferences that are still playing and try and get in the party. And the question is, is it too late? Will some of these players say, you know what, I'm not doing it? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. If they decide they're going to start playing the second weekend in October, is Justin Fields going to do it? We've seen players opt out. An Ohio State kid whose father was leading one of the protests against the cancellation of the Big Ten has announced he's opting out. But what's going on there? I will be completely transparent with you. I'm a Big Ten alum. I'm a Big Ten parent. And I'm a Big Ten fan for life. I root for the Big Ten. I root for the Big Ten team In bowl games, I root for the Big Ten team in the NCAA tournament. I like the conference. I've grown to love all of the schools. But the lack of decisiveness here is not a great look. I don't know if what they did on August 11th was the right thing or not. And I get that things can change. But for them to have changed this substantially will make it look like making the move you made on August 11th was premature exactly what everyone has been accusing it of being. I mean, the SEC hasn't even started yet. There's no rule that says you have to be playing now. Alabama's not playing for another two weeks. So I don't know. Look, I mean, the fan in me wants to see them play. I want it to be safe. These other schools and places are playing. I want them to play. I would love to see Northwestern have a season this fall. I would love, that's my team, that's my school. I'd like to see Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State and everybody else get a chance to play. We'll see if that's what winds up happening. All right, Dan Orlovsky will join me coming up off the top of the next hour. We will have plenty of time for your thoughts on the first NFL Sunday. And I will just one time today tell you exactly what I thought about the worst performance of the season. Next. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.